What did I just do? Hold on, Brad. Oh, my God. I can't see anything. Here we go again. Here we go again. What? <laughs> I mean, what? I don't think this proves at all. I can't see you now. I know. Why is that? Because you're pitch black over here. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. Oh, there he is. There's Bradford. Boy, I'm sweating. I was just... uh. I was jamming with Levi down here, just going to town with a one of those giant uh, exercise balls. Yeah. What Doing do you mean jamming? Power hip thrust. We just stand there, and <laughs> <laughs> smashing at each other with our groins. <laughs> that's that's something special, Brad. The first time I did it, I thought I might have broken my wrist. I I went to do it, and it was so forceful that my feet, like I was just wearing socks on the carpet. And my feet just went right out from under me, and I just fell straight on my back. What? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty epic. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Elliot and I have gotten into, like, doing, like, towel wars, so you whip each other with towels. Dude, he freaking smashes me all the time. Like, he is relentless. Relentless. Uh, what makes that surprise? <laughs> like, how does that surprise you at all, Jeremy? I guess it doesn't, but... He he's relentless me. in just talking to you. He crushes me in that. He is fearless and relentless, and he just pushes forward. I hope. I one know day it's the same that. way when I get on the phone. Like he pushes you out of the way to get on the phone. Well, Brad, 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 Brad. <laughs> You've got poop breath. Well, he he calls it like he sees it, man. Brad, Brad, Brad. You Brad, eat Brad. turds. You eat You're turds. You're butt cheek, Brad. You're good at butt cheek wobblers. That's what he calls big parts. <laughs> well, Jeremy, welcome to this episode 17 of the Brigity Bro Bobs. Brigity Bro Bobs! 17 episodes. That's over four months. Mm hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, and we haven't run in like over two weeks. Have you not been running still? I, no, my my calf is still really, really tender. I just don't wait, like to go out there and I tried. I tried one run. I got like a mile and a quarter in, and it just locked up back on me. So I just don't well, want truly, to the benefit for you is that I've not been running at all while I'm waiting on surgery. So, <laughs> so like, I'm not losing anything to you. I am losing something to what my expectations were for 10k. But I, I'm going to try again on Tuesday. Although Tuesday is going to be miserable outside. Um, so my see. surgery is Tuesday. I know, Brad. Are you excited? Or excited? Oh. Nervous? Yeah. All of the above. Do you trust these people? They're not going to lop off your leg and sell it on the black market or anything, are they? <laughs> Something to concern yourself about. I've read stories where you wake I up in an ice in a, in a ice bathtub bath. and your kidneys are gone. Well, I was watching an episode of uh, Justified, if you've ever watched it on FX. I have not. And they did an episode on selling human organs and so they they uh euthanized a guy or i guess they didn't euthanize him they uh like chloroformed him yeah get him to pass out they cut him open they leave him in a bathtub and they're like listen we've removed your your kidneys you know like if you don't uh if if you don't whatever i don't know what the hell he had to do go rob a bunch of banks or something but he never they never really removed anything they literally just cut him open and told him they took everything. Huh. That's a way to do smart, it. Smart. Smart. Double smart. Did they get caught? Everybody gets caught in just Well, they're not that, they're not yeah. that smart. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, but... I, was, I was thinking, Brad, like they have little microphones for like to stick into the phone, my phone. Yeah. Should I, should I get one? I think my, my phone like does a, a, a bad job at like everything. So maybe I can help with the sound, at least by getting a little microphone. Well, let's not forget when we started this whole thing, you told me, Brad, this is going to be amazing. I've got all of this great podcasting gear from when Elliot and I were podcasting. Yeah. So you're going to see an amazing camera. You're going to see an amazing computer. I you're going to see camera. amazing, amazing uh, microphones. We've got it all, Brad. Wait I until you see. It. And what, it, what happened from week one? To now week 17, you're fine. My phone. computer. And then, and then 
is broken. Every other episode, every other episode, we get this. Hold on. Uh, where is it? Let me look. Th- I'm recording on the damn phone. I was going <laughs> to look it up on my phone, but I'm recording on the damn phone. Bitch. <laughs> I mean, I find myself, you know, at, at a loss. Every time I have to do a little research, I can't. Maybe hmm. I need to get a third or fourth phone. Do that. Sure. Sure. Why don't you just pull Katie's phone now? I don't want to use her phone. I want my own Think about that. Think about that, Jeremy. I I, I did think about that. But I don't want to use her phone. I want my own phone. All right. I want a phone for for podcasting and one that I use for my everyday life. So do you think you're going to be able to run next week? Yeah. Um, I've been still like rolling and doing all that stuff. It doesn't hurt nearly as much as it did when it first started. Like when my leg locked up from that stupid workout that I did two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'll let you know next week how my run goes <laughs> on Tuesday. If I have, like, I obviously have to work my way back in. So I have to remember, make it slow. The first run could be like three, four miles, and that's okay. Three miles probably. And then see where I go from there. We'll see. I know. I'm, I'm legit hoping that I'm going to be able to run in two weeks. Yeah. I think and that's that after taking goal. over two weeks off. Yeah. Look, how about this, Brad? I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart. How about we stop with the like the bet for the 10K and we pick it back up for the half marathon? I'll give it consideration, but my gut instinct is no. Brad, I'm just going to put – you're, you're going to be at such a deficit. You're already at 39 seconds. Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to put a minute on you. Okay. And then the half marathon, I'll still be ahead of you fitness-wise because I'm not where you are. So then that's probably another 30 seconds. Okay. And then the marathon, you'll probably get me because you're a much better runner than I am. So Mm. I think you're mentally tougher than I am. Well, we'll see. Kind of weak sauce. So did you do your homework from last week? No, I didn't. Um, Last week was kind of rough. I can go over this with you. Valencia half marathon, four yep. runners yep. under 58, yep. which we, I'm now driving this extremely slow moving train of the same thought as Jeremy Clover, that things are just going way too fast. Such half marathons need to get back to an hour and a half. I didn't say that, Brad. <laughs> didn't say that. I didn't so, say that so let's get no progress. Oh, so let's go over the uh, results here. The top four runners, yep. sub 58 minutes. Yep. <clears throat> um, and you had Kibwat Candy, who's already the half marathon world record holder. Yeah. So we're under the impression that's okay to run close to your world record. Yes, of course. You can't okay. go out and run. Regardless, you can never go out. You can't go out and run <clears throat> a PR every single race. It just doesn't happen. Exactly. Fact. True. Thank you. So second place here was... Yomif, I'm going to butcher this, Kejelka from Ethiopia. Okay. He had a silver in the 10K World Championships, two golds in World Indoor Championships. For what? uh, 10K, 3Ks, silver in the World World Road Running Championships in the 5K. He's done... He won the World Junior Championships in 2014 in the 5K. Okay, that's all significantly shorter than a half marathon. Okay, what's that mean? So this isn't pedigree? It's not. Not half marathon pedigree. So you're, but you were saying like there has to be a progression. So you don't just start at 12 years old running half marathons. Some people do. No. Yeah, there are 12-year-olds who run half marathons, Brad. So can we agree at 26 years old, this, like, he has some legitimate... Yes, we can agree to that, 100%. He's legitimate. And so does it seem unreasonable that he can run sub-58? I just... Is that his first half marathon? Ooh, I don't know that. Don't know. It only shows, uh... Only shows, like, his major achievements here. Okay. So if it's if it is, wow! So this guy what ran a, a three a three forty seven indoor mile. 
a world record in the one mile. Okay. That's in, a one mile. That's in Boston. But it's showing that you have the speed and the yeah, pedigree. We do. But just because you can, like, we know for a fact that people, like, 200 meter runners can't necessarily go up to the 400. He won a gold medal in the 5K. It's still not a half marathon, Brad. But I understand your point, and I don't disagree. Number three, Hagos Gebrowet from Ethiopia. Okay. A bronze at the Olympics in the 5K. Okay. Silver and bronze in the World Championships. Okay. A gold medal in the World 5K running. Another just stud here. And is this his first half marathon? I don't have their entire resume in front of them. Why wouldn't you know? Why wouldn't you look for that? That would be a number one clue to me to look for it. Like their first half marathon. If you're going out there and you're running that, that fast for your first half marathon, like that, that's fantastic, but it also raises some flags. He's a 1242 5k runner. Okay, Brad, there's lots of people who were 1242 5K guys. No, there are not. There are lots. No, there I are was, not. I was one of them. Uh-huh. And number four, the fourth runner, again, from Ethiopia, Selimon, Selimon Borega. Okay. I'm sure I butchered his name as well. Well, so yeah. If you're sure. listening, I apologize. 2020 gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics for the 10K. Okay, 10K, different than a, mar- than, different than a mile, and that's a, a more regular transition from 10K to half marathon, not but that's from like, mile to half marathon, or 5K to half marathon. Oh, so th- is it, would you agree that the, the best marathoner of all time, Illidi Kipchoge? He's not. Not anymore. <laughs> Kelvin kipped him. Okay. Has kept him not hold the world record, so that like by definition makes him the best marathoner of all time. Well, he's not won any Olympics. Right, we're not talking about like accolades. We're talking about the best. So all you have to do to be the best is run it once. World records. He's run it three times, and what three of the top five fastest times of all time? Yep. I would think that that puts him as the best of all time. Hmm. I don't agree with you. I like look longevity. Sure, Kipchoge is definitely that. Kipchoge was running fifteen hundreds and five thousands in world championships. And then look how so long it's it took obviously him to transferable to go up. It is, but look how long <clears throat> it took him to get to where he is. He's now like only within the past three or four years has he been, like he has been at the top of the game, but only within the past three or four years has he gotten to the level. That now this one guy. No, it's been longer years. than that. When was the original sub two? That was like se- seven yeah. years ago. So what I'm saying is, then this guy comes comes around and shatters not not just breaks, shatters the world record, like just completely obliterates it. Right? Again, no human is limited, Jeremy. False. <laughs> we are definitely limited. Uh, definitely. I don't know. I mean, look at other world records, though. Like. Look at the high jump world record. What, like, when was the last time that bad boy was broken? I don't know. And you're saying how that is that relevant? It is relevant. It's a world record based on like where we are today. So to think that, that you don't think that high jumpers so where have do the all new what, technology and better training plans and they so had but look at this day? look at look at it from this perspective. So high jumpers predominantly come from what countries? Are they coming from African countries? So you're saying there's something. About being African. That's racist. Uh, you'll get to my point here. So where do they typically come from? Um, Europe. United States, South America, Eastern Europe. Yeah. Russia. Yeah. Drugs. All country, all developed nations predominantly. So that they are typically... They're not using high jump as an avenue for their only way to make a living. So you're saying that because they, are, they need to make a living, they have to be exceptional? So think of 
Do you think that U.S. could produce a world record high jumper if they weren't playing basketball or playing football, making millions of dollars? Like predominantly all of America's best best athletes are playing sports that you make millions of dollars, not high jump. So why? Are, so I, I don't. So I mean, yes, it's a skill. So never mind. I was going to say, why don't these people who are high jumping just go and just dunk on everybody? And just make millions of dollars. <laughs> I know it's got more skill to that than that. But if yeah. you can jump and, you know, put your head above the rim, then what, what, what's anybody going to be able to do about that? Well, Mac McClung, who won the slam dunk contest, can't even get in the NBA. He's still playing in the G League. He won the M- NBA slam dunk contest out of the G League. I'm surprised that you so, did, Brad. Obviously, we jumping is just not the only prerequisite for playing basketball. Boggles the mind, Brad. If you can jump well enough to dunk from the three-point line, I think you should make it. So from the three-point line? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I tell my kids all the time, I was like, you should have seen me when I was here. You're just dunking from the three-point line, and they shake their head and walk out my classroom. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then never believe another thing you teach That's them. Right. <laughs> I lost all credibility. That's okay. I'm all right with it. So let's quickly go over some uh, – some running news. Did you see this 12-year-old Dude. Scandinavian girl? Yeah. Wow. 17, what was it? 17, are you crazy? She was done for a minute at 17. What, she ran 16.39, 12 years old. Oh, I thought, did I see something else about a, maybe somebody younger run like 17? I don't know, but it recently as well. But 16, what was it? 1639 and it's not even the girls 5k world record for road running i think she missed for it by 12 age? seconds yes that is crazy insane. that's just crazy that is an insane that puts things into perspective for sure i wonder oh if boy. she will like jeremy's stuck burn out you think she's gonna burn out and you're stuck I hope not, but I like I've seen like so there was oh, a girl boy. who lived where I where oh, I live, who at that age I mean she wasn't running sixteen anything, but she was running low eighteens and into the seventeens. Uh oh, what? Good? I'm good. Brad, are we good? So there was a, there was a young girl who was not at that level, but she was still running low eighteens, mid seventeens at that age. Right, like upper seventeens at that age, and then she like she burned out. Um, her parents just pushed her and pushed her and pushed her and pushed her, and she lost the love of the sport. Could happen. Just stopped running. Um, really unfortunate. I remember racing against her a couple of times, and uh, always having to look over my shoulder. <laughs> and she actually beat me a couple of times too because I was like, this was past college, and this was all that. So um, we've got some. Yeah, she so was awesome. that, just insane. Sixteen thirty-nine as a twelve-year-old so. girl is wild. So, wow, she so eighth grade, uh, possibly seventh grade. It's five years. Seventh grade. So, year older huh. than Levi, which would be seventh grade. Wow. Wow. Uh, oh, he can really Levi hip thrust. Is a, he running like mid ball, low 17s, 16s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Look, they're bringing back some sports in the Olympics, right? They're introducing some new things. Maybe, maybe like, like power hip thrusting. I don't even know what to call that sport. What would you call it, Brad? Oh. So, Power him thrust. Knock him, knocking him over. I mean, not only do you get points for like getting it past your opponent, perhaps, but like knocking him over, but also I, like I, you get some kind I of like style it. points too. Like depending on how you get it going, like a combination of like kind of you're basically and just coming with basketball and gymnastics. Or, what was that stupid movie? Basketball, basketball. <laughs> So in the world of uh, <laughs> professional running here Basketball? in the U.S., Cooper Tier leaves Bowerman Track Club. We did. Yeah, another guy. We didn't talk yeah, about we did. um, Grant Fisher we last time we were talking. So No, we didn't. We didn't get to Grant Fisher. 
No, we didn't. Two Bowerman no. track athletes so here. Relatively short order. 5K. Bailing on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, So I'm it, not surprised with Cooper Tier. He's had next to no success. Going on with that program. At it. Don't know. I mean, there's speculation. Maybe he goes Dude, to work with Mike going? Smith. He, like, I, don't, I don't know. NAU coach who's been coaching. Uh, Oh, Galen yeah. Rupp and a few other professionals. Dathan Ritzenheim. Well, is it yeah. the, um, who does on Dathan? I mean, I got to imagine, though, he's got to end up on a yeah, team that uh, he's under a long-term Nike contract. So. And then mm, we're right true. in the midst of uh, some pretty amazing college running happening. So. After we talked a bit about the uh, the yeah. Wisconsin, I can't remember the name of the uh, the invite out there. Yeah. So then uh, Caitlin Tui uh, went even, out no. and tore up the ACCs. So I believe she was actually tied with a girl. Maybe it was from Duke going yeah. into the last K. And I think she threw down something like a 258 last K, which is insane. And just Oof. tore it up. And then, uh, and Parker yeah. Valby, like no one maybe was, uh, prove, I think man. she ran with a girl through the halfway mark, maybe somebody from Arkansas, and then ended up just throttling. I think she won damn near by a minute for the SEC championship. I think that's going to be an exciting wow. duel at that'll be, Nationals. Dude, that'll be, uh, that'll be a good national. I mean, last year was a it pretty was, good but last goal, year Parker was leading. I think the difference almost, like, was last so year Parker Valley was the down. unproven commodity. So she truly went out as the way to win it, and you were kind of expecting the whole time. Well, Caitlin too yeah. is just going to reel her in, reel her in, reel her in, and sure enough, it, I wasn't expecting to come down to the last hundred. But mm -hmm. uh, you, everybody was under the expectation. Expectation Caitlin Tui bar, far and away was the was the favorite to win that. This year, I think you can say the favorite yeah. may be Parker Valby. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, I don't. I mean, it, it'll be it'll be fun to watch for sure. Um, I I I don't think that Caitlin can let that same like the scenario can't play out the same way. Like if Parker goes out, she's got to go out with her and just be there. Um, I think that's a it's a good way to get into her head too. Like you kind of just say, "Hey, you're not going to get away from me. I'm right here." And I mean, I think just from a tactical standpoint, I, I think it's going to be a super cool, years. cool race to watch. You know, be even better is if some random unknown, like ranked like fifth or sixth, comes out of nowhere and just like I don't see it happening. They, they Parker Valby is historically other. a front runner. That'd be pretty cool too. She sets the pace, whether she's going to win or not, in every race that I've seen her run. Yeah. In. <laughs> let's get that 11 the scary year, thing is she's not that far off of like <laughs> she's that 12 year old is an incredible collegiate runner already oh yeah if you're i mean it's probably I saw, doesn't translate so I much i saw the race that she ran in like, and it was a legit a slower, course there were hills but she's still she and Yeah, right, I'm not she, saying about the hill, but like the uneven terrain and stuff, it definitely throws for a little bit. I would which say is it's still about closer to like, just, like 17 right minutes, right? So like 20 minutes, 6K? Or something like that, but. Yeah. So I, I'm, look, I'm not taking it away from her, but like it doesn't completely translate over to like the same Crazy. time. But, uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, it would and make then it on the men's side, I'm, it looks like uh, Nico Young might get his first national championship this year. Like, it's just been, like, I'm sure it's been weighing heavy. Like, he came in, and he's got such, I mean, he like, barely got outkicked last year by Hicks from Stanford. of him since he's been in high school. It was. I, I know. Hicks, that was a good race, yeah. too. Not like, I like he's with Bowerman, isn't he? He's like a grinder. Pretty sure he's he with goes out and gets it done. So, I, did, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just I just have watched him since like he he had his own like YouTube channel or something like that. I watched him <laughs> watched him do that, and that was pretty cool. I, I love watching those guys like unbox all the shit they get, like all their gear. Well, I they still watch. So much shit. We, uh, we like got the, like a t-shirt, uh, and a pair of shoes, and like here you go, man. So, so I think that's yeah. pretty much it for the uh, for the news here. Uh, you know, winter nationals. So I believe what regionals would be in just, I don't know when. I got to imagine it's three weeks. So would that be, the, so um, would that be when Parker yes. and Caitlin so get Florida back together? Florida and North Carolina are in two separate regions. So. Uh, uh, gotcha. Cool. Let's see. That's unfortunate. Yes. I, are, so, Caitlin, is she a senior this year? Junior. And what about Parker? Huh. Huh. Who knows? So I mean, you've got freshmen that come or in. Or is it just going to be a runaway? I mean, who the hell knows? So, November 18th is the uh, D1 yeah. National Championship. Who the hell knows? Nope. I mean, next week right, starts so November. far away. I mean, it's far enough away. So a couple of weeks here. So that'll be exciting. I know. Exciting. So we, um, I wanted to talk about today. Uh, we threw around a couple of ideas on the phone. Your ideas were terrible. <laughs> Brad, you, you told me no idea. If you did, I didn't hear it at all. You said, I'm not going to repeat myself. And I just asked you kindly. I was like, if I heard it, I apologize if I didn't I threw- hear it. What was what did I mean, you I say? Feel like I shouldn't have to, but for the sake now? of all the other listeners that weren't on our on our uh, pre podcast meeting here, um, so my so I personally have been dealing with uh, setback with my knee knee surgery coming up. I've had I've been going to physical therapy uh, three times a week on my uh, piriformis sciatica. Still unclear specifically what it is. Pretty sure it's piriformis, uh, but sciatica issues nonetheless. Kira uh, had a super disappointing race for her this weekend at regionals. She didn't qualify for states. So, so how like what uh, what That's do you important. do like through setbacks, disappointments uh, as you're training towards something? Because inevitably, this happens to everybody. So to think that, like, in the perpetuity of running that you're never going to have a setback or it disappointment does. is just, it's preposterous. I So it's a good question. I think it depends on how old you are and in what context you're running. So, like, if you're running on a team, that's going to differ than what if you're doing the same thing that, that, that what you and I are doing, meaning that we're running on our own and coming with their own plans and not really like kind of just kind of going through that. So the younger group, I just say like, just keep so, the faith. So you bring up an interesting you to do. point talking They'll about you ages. Where you need to be. So like um, if you, when you had setbacks in high school, was it more profound or devastating to you than in college? No, I found that the ones in college were a lot more, I don't know. My, my, like, I'm not making any. Excuses. So did you have setbacks and disappointments in high school? Like I, I, I ran awful. I had a couple of, I did. Okay. Um, it was a lot easier for me to overcome because I had a lot more faith in myself as a runner when I was that age. Whereas when I got to college, like I, I wasn't in it really to be the best runner I could be. Like I, my, uh, my obligations were elsewhere. Um, so I really never put myself in the position to become any better. So a setback was just another opportunity for me to take a in break college. from running. Um, that was my mentality. So it was easier in college honest. than in high school. Um, yeah, in college. In high school. Okay. It was because I didn't have any expectations in college. It was, it, it was, so as a runner, as a runner, it was easier for me. So, in so high I look to at this, those things because I was a lot more motivated. I didn't to think of it specifically them. from an age context, but what you bring up, like if I was going to give somebody advice on dealing with setbacks and disappointments specific to running, is that like running is just something that you do. 
it's not who you are. And I think then the younger you are, the more that running is you. Like that is your your defining feature. So in high school, I think setbacks, failures, disappointments wear significantly heavier heavier on your shoulders because you you know like that like it's it's what your teachers typically ask about you in class like oh you're a runner how'd your races go this weekend it's your entire social life typically in high school so everybody you surround yourself with only talks about their 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 running accolades what's happening on a daily basis so you don't really have like a significant amount of defining features outside of running Well, it's also very finite. Like you only get four years in high school to run. Like, and if you have to overcome setbacks, you know, every year that like that really takes takes a toll on you as well. Because if you have expectations of yourself and like lofty goals that are reasonable, but you no, never but, attain them, so but that's, uh, you're, those setbacks finite. in college Whereas then become us, a lot like we, seemed a does, lot easier really to me than when I was in high school. So one, I had already achieved some level of success of becoming a division one runner, being a scholarship athlete, uh, you know, like that on its own merit was, was a pretty significant accomplishment and something that I had geared up for through high school. And then in college, like I started diversifying who I was as a person that running was a major part of it. Like it was my principal friendship group, et cetera, et cetera. But you see, as you go out on the weekends, you know, inevitably every Saturday we're at some, you know, like we're, we were either at our own running house or we were out meandering around getting into who knows what antics. And it, you saw that like running wasn't as important as, as you felt it was in high school. So running wasn't the principal feature of who I was in college. Like I felt like it was right. just a part of who I was. So it was disappointing in college, but it was way less disappointing than in high school. And then when you get out of high school, you know, like running is just a very minor point of who you are, unless you're a professional runner. So it's something that you. Uh, I mean, it depends. That was that was going to be one of my. So we had to discuss another topic that I wanted to do. And I remember you did tell me about the topic we're talking about now. I remember now you refreshed my memory. So thank you. But I'll keep that. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep that to my myself for right now, but I think there are people out there who would who well, I, would challenge that notion that like it becomes less of a part of who you are. Um, I can think of a handful of people who who so, are not professional. So maybe that's the the principal kind of caveat of that you started running in high school, you run in college, and then you run post collegially for like whatever records you want to do. So whether it's age group or go win a local five k or whatever it is. Winning, winning those local 5Ks after you run in college really doesn't yeah. seem like much. No, mm-hmm. but I mean, again, like if, if we were to go out and race a 5K and I were to win a local 5K, I'd be fucking amped. I'd be like, I hell yeah, man. And then, like, then the I'm very back. next day you're going to be I'm rolling in to teach a bunch of kids. <laughs> so, and you're... And you're you're going to come home to Elliot, yep, who's right. going to barely give a all, shit like, that you won a 5K. He's going to be like, okay, right, okay. And Katie's going to be like, oh, wow, Jeremy, I looked stuff, up yeah. the times. Everybody was, you know, you won in 23 minutes. Hey, but look, she'll probably be all over fact, me because I'm a fact. winner now. I have not been a winner in a very long time. So, and how's that working in your home I'm life? Aware. I did beat you, cheering you everywhere you go so around I'm the a house. Winner to a degree. There he is. There's Jeremy, the Brigadier Bro Bob's 5K everywhere. champion. I mean, she, like, she, she, she carries around like the post. She carries around the post. She's like, yeah, Jeremy, the best runner, Brigadier Bro Bob's. Everywhere we go, she's got. So I think like, I think a lot like, of those, a, you know, like in the, in the because paint, we've had high school, stuff. college, post college, uh. And then, you know, like our, our marathon trainings, et cetera, you get injured at this point after ever, like all of this history of running, it seems pretty insignificant. You go, oh, well, like it's happened before. It's, it's like, we're just training for a 10 K. It's not that big of a deal. You know, like you, you, you have way more perspective and time under your belt where running isn't the defining feature of who you are. 
Whereas I think if you then graduate from college, you never ran in high school, like very seriously, or maybe you ran, you know, like high school cross country and track, but you were kind of like, you weren't really, I don't know, number one on the team or looking, being looked at by schools, et cetera. Then you don't run in college. You have your normal social life and then you get out of college and then it becomes like fanatical. So like I'm running, I'm running five, six marathons a year. And then I've got an, that's my defining feature of who I am. You know, when I go to work, I talk about that. I'm training for a marathon. It's like the cliche of runners. Like, how do you know somebody's training for a marathon? Stick around for a minute and they'll tell you, <laughs> you know, like those are all the people that, you know, they, like they tell you. I've, I I don't meet you. many division one, like competitive runners that are bragging about their, like just randomly, like water cooler talk at work. Yeah, did I tell you I'm training for, I just finished the 20 yeah. miler. My legs are pretty sore. So I better hit up the water here training for a marathon. <laughs> I, I, so, but I appreciate those people who come to it later in life who become fanatical about it. I, and just I 100% agree. But if you're telling those people as you're you set are, back right? with, like, or you deal with setbacks and injuries, running is not the defining feature of who you are. Like you can still have friends that run. You can still be part of running culture without running. You know, like there's Brigadier Bro Bobs. <laughs> we're like, we're good right now. <laughs> We're talking a running podcast if we have it over a month. I bet in both of us together. In a month, I haven't even wanted to look at like together. my Garmin uh, or yeah. my Stride because like the fitness score has basically precipitously <laughs> dropped down to zero. I'm tanked quickly. It's not zero yet, Brad, but it's getting I there. I know, I know. It's we'll be back to one. We'll be we'll be and back so, to one before. So, we know. how else do you deal with setbacks and disciplines, injuries, etc.? Uh, truly how you deal with it is I get really frustrated. Um, I'm very much like a, a streaky person when it comes to like my fitness. So I'll get all into it and I'll just start like getting fit and then mm -hmm. I'll hit the speed bump and I'll have like a downturn. But okay. I just got to remember, like, I've got to do what I've got to do to get back to that good stuff. So, um, only recently, I would say that I've been taking the time off that I need to take off instead of like trying to cram running in. So I, I just take the time off and I just start reading more or I start hanging out with Elliot more or whatever it is. I like, like you said, like running. And so what if it was a, small, a bigger part, of, part of, of my life now than it used what about to be? So setbacks? I take the time when I'm not running. Yeah, so setbacks in so like, college. I was injured every single year what of college. So... Well, so I looked at it for yeah. setbacks as cross train, man. Um, you know, like if I, again, if I'm giving advice to somebody in the, in the way that I handled it, uh, one, keep some perspective. So, you know, like typically you set out like a season long series of goals of what you want to do, whether it's run streaks, whether it's to be on varsity, whether it's to, uh, win a race, run a certain time, et cetera. So, and usually you've done something in contributing towards the goals that you want. And so maybe the, the big goal that you want, like Kira qualifying for state, that yeah. didn't happen, but you ran PRs, you know, like you ran a significant PR over the year, you ran uh, faster on each respective course that you did, you improved your positioning in each respective race that you did. And so if you had a list of seven goals, you had six goals that you accomplished. And so now how are you going to, you know, like you should right. be able to spin it. I, it's difficult without having some time perspective, whether it's, you know, like a few days to kind of like just be pissed about the races or what's happened. Like you need some level of perspective. And then, you know, if you flipped it on its head and yeah. you did accomplish all your goals, you know what this is like. You, you reach your goal, uh, you run a PR. And you think I'm in the best fitness of my life. Like I knew that was a stretch goal to run this PR, get to this race healthy. Now I want to capitalize on it. Like I'm running the best that I've ever run. I want to start capitalizing on it. I want to go out for a two hour run tomorrow. I want to just keep building on this fitness, but fitness, like those things don't work that way. So whether, whether you met that goal at the end of the year 
or you come up short, nope. like you take, you do the same process. You take your two weeks off, you do your recovery time, do all your rehabilitation that you need, and then you come back under the same way. So you're not going to feel good coming back after two weeks of not running. Yeah. Now, and you come back and you reevaluate what like the, the next set of goals, yep. right? So like, I mean, because every season or every race is a different set of goals. If you're, you know, in high school or college and you get down a cross country season and you have indoor, obviously you're not running a 5K cross country race. In high school, you're not running a 5K again. You're running the 3,200 or the 1,600 or whatever it may be. And you look at that and you say, okay, how am I going to get to, like, let's set these goals now. I think if you don't have goals, which is fine, but I think if you, like, if you are competitive and you go yep. out to, like, do actual races instead of just running, I know people who just go out to run to run. But if you're racing, towards, like, yep. you set yourself goals so that you have something to, to like, aim toward, especially for, uh, to, like, especially for people who so are goal-oriented. With, with this person, um, with, yeah, with this setback, so um, I've got surgery go Tuesday. I'll probably be starting rehab or physical therapy. I think it's uh, either two or three days after. And I, you know, like, so when I get back, I'm putting like a major okay. goal in front of me is if I, if you, you and I, in, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you, Jeremy. You froze Bradford. <laughs> uh, I lost you. There, you're back. I'm I'm putting in so a you're putting a goal. You come back. If, you're putting a major. Goal. If I'm going to train the way that I want to train, like I just have to be stronger. So, like the physical therapy that I'm doing now with my sciatica needs to continue. That's not something that I can afford to drop off. I need to be able to spend like more time on single leg exercises nope. uh, to build up strength, so that I like. I'm able to absorb the training that I want to do, that I'm able to like actually finish an entire training cycle healthy and strong instead of uh, going into it with the wheels, you know, yeah. like barely hanging on. And if you make it through the marathon, it ends up being, you know, like a, a double bonus. And then you need three months off instead of the two weeks because you're just absolutely humiliated and crushed by your marathon performance. Or two years. Yeah, I think that's where we are, though, Brad. We always like seem to find ourselves like crushed at the end of our major races, and then just need a mental and physical break from it. And that that two week break turns into two months, which turns into a year, and then two years. And then we're yeah. like, "Well, shit. I mean, running, <laughs> it, you know, we're in a different again. part in our lives. So you know, like injuries in college, I had similar injuries uh, from being." Diagnosed with exercise-induced asthma, where I ended up in a hospital after uh, one of our training runs, to breaking my ankle our senior or my senior year, uh, bedridden with back spasms for a couple of weeks my freshman year. I don't remember what happened my sophomore year. Oh, partial Achilles tear. So every year had like significant injuries, where then I you know like I use it for just a quick like whatever mental break that I yeah. needed like to you know like that i was forced to recover and then i did cross training focus on weight room and just came back uh you know like with some sense of urgency to accomplish some level of goals for that respective year and then build on the next year yeah yeah i never came into cross country or track and height in college with any specific goals Truly didn't want to be there. Um, but my senior year, I was like, you know, I can't go out running slower than when I came in. Um, and that ended up being my ultimate goal was to not be slower than when I came into college. So my senior year, I really not in cross country, cross country. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Um, I really did not like cross country. Um, but track, I was like, look, I can't do that. So track, like my senior year was actually quite successful. Um, and that just kept me motivated. A really strong end of the indoor season led to a pretty good, I would say, outdoor season. I mean, it wasn't as successful as indoor was, but it wasn't not successful. Um, so, you know, I was pretty pleased with that. Um, but everything leading up to that was kind of just a shit show, to be honest. 
Like it was the first time I'd ever, like that was the first time I'd ever gone away from my family. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you know the stories. I didn't know that there were other restaurants out there called Bennigan's. Like, I just didn't know anything. Like I was, I lived in a very, like a big city, but very small city life in that big city. And, you know, I went out on my own and that happened to be more of a prerogative than anything else. Was so what my, advice, you know, so, you deal with high school athletes. What advice would you give high school athletes that are dealing with setbacks and disappointments? Well, okay, so setback disappointment being like their goal time wasn't met, I just tell them to, you know, just trust the process and trust themselves. And usually they I tell think them, that a progress lot of my kids is just a hundred percent they, they think themselves. So um, which... I tell them they get it. That's exactly right. And then I'm like, you can't PR every race. I just I said that earlier today. You can't PR every race. I'm sorry. Like we can work toward a, like an ultimate PR, but for you to expect that you're going to go out there and drop four seconds every time you run the 1600, it's not reasonable. Like you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have to go out there and practice a little bit or not practice, but like change up your racing strategy, depending on who you're racing against. You might've gone out with this one too fast and that's okay. We learned like it. I just take everything as a learning opportunity. If it's like a race where you don't do as well as you had hoped, if it's a, an injury type thing, then obviously they need to make sure they're doing what they need to do in order to get better. Like they go see the trainer before practice every day, listen to what she has to say. If they say that it's no go on running, but you know, you can go into the, to the weight room and get on the bike or whatever it may be. Then I tell them to go ahead and do that. And I give the trainer the workout we're doing so she can make something comparable as far as like intervals and whatnot. Um, our trainer is fantastic. Um, so we just kind of do that. So it just really depends on what setback we're dealing with. And my kids, uh, shin splints tend to be the biggest setback and I just tell them to get over it. So, I mean, it's true that I can't run. I've got shin splints. I'm like, what do you mean you can't run? Go out there and run. Just run. So what about Grief, you, Brad? What, what like, would you give yourself an opportunity? You just be upset at what happens. Uh, then allow yourself to have some perspective. Once you're done yeah. through the grieving process, look back and actually write down and understand like what you did achieve. And even if that achievement for that year is that you just made it another year of training. So I see, a, you know, I see a lot of high school kids or even college kids, whether yeah. their freshman year is good and their sophomore year is bad and their junior year is a recovery and their senior year is really good. Like running is, is a participation award in the fact that the more you participate in the more consecutive years you have training, even if you think like, that you're not making progress because you're not having PRs every year that you're healthy and training is a huge like investment into your total fitness. And at some point that like it's going to align itself. So like we just talked about fitness isn't linear, you know, like it's completely unreasonable yeah. to think. I think it's even unreasonable to think that every year you're going to get better. So whether, you know, like I think it's, that's the, understood impression yeah. for high school runners is that well i'm a sophomore i'm a year older i should be better and lo logically it probably makes sense because you're a year older you're getting stronger i think i think for probably yeah i think for boys that's more true than it is for girls yeah just because girls going through their physical changes like definitely like can sometimes hinder their ability to run fast and they just put on weight differently and they do things that like just part of the process and guys generally boys they become men and they get stronger so but apparently seen, if you're stronger, i've seen plenty you of runners run there's but a local like runner said, here really good work. just signed with alabama so obviously a legit legit national runner uh went his freshman year like had a, a yeah. strong freshman year. I think he ran uh, for 32 or something like a good freshman year, like nothing out of this world. Sophomore year sure. makes his big yeah. jump, like goes down into the teens, uh, starts running uh, pretty consistently. Sub 16 qualifies for everything that he wanted from cross country track, every event, indoor, outdoor for the state championships, makes all state. Junior year doesn't like in track, doesn't qualify for state, doesn't even doesn't even come close. Senior year comes back, starts doing well again, 
and uh, and signs with Alabama. Like this is in particular, like the more you're kind of yeah. moving up in uh, in progress and getting better and better, like ma- making leaps and bounds improvements just doesn't happen. And sometimes you end up going backwards or perceived backwards. And that's just part of the process. So. And I think you have to be like mentally strong in order to understand that and be okay with it. Like I've got a couple athletes who were like, like I said, there, there I have like three or four kids who are just so far in their own heads that they talk themselves out of like any kind of good performance. Sometimes the best performance comes from not thinking about anything at all and just going out there and competing. And they just amp themselves up before the race even begins. Like I'm going to go run with him and I'm just going to like, if he goes out in 62, I mean, it might be too fast. I'm like, you know, like, you've already talked about something that hasn't even happened yet. Like, well, I do think running with expectations becomes like very, very difficult. Know. It's just, it, so and and if you look at uh, like even this kid locally that ran well, yeah. freshman year is no expectations. And then you run just well enough to be good, but nobody's expecting you to be like, an all state performer the next year, the next year you become an all state performer. And then your junior year, which was his yeah. like leveling off or I'm not even sure that he really went backwards, but he doesn't qualify for state in the 3,200 doesn't even come close. Uh, but his expectation was, well, like that's my place to be and nothing is given to you. Like you don't own the right to go anywhere. And when you run, like it's your right to be there. I see this with, I saw it with myself. I see it with high school athletes. I see it with just about anybody. If your expectation is, well, that's mine. I did the work. I deserve it. Then as soon as you're out of place, like it becomes very, very difficult to run because then you just start living inside of your head and you start saying, well, like in the middle of the race, you think, well, this is slipping away from me. That slipping away starts putting tension across, you know, like starts in your shoulders. You have it mentally. You become fixated on that. All of this, what's supposed to be mine is taken away from me. And like when you feel like something is taken away from you, like you, like there's no other reaction but to tense up. And. And you feel aggrieved and you get pissed off. And, you know, some people they're like, I run better when I'm pissed off. Maybe sometimes, but not if you're pissed off yep. at yourself or at the people who are in front. Like, like that's the wrong kind of pissed off, right? If you go out, like, it's just the wrong kind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like my so my like I I coach at a private school and like our expectations are quite low as far as even going to the state meet. Like, so just to give you you know some kind of comparison here. My boys oh, wow. in order to qualify okay. for the mile for the state meet have to run four fifty three. Yeah. So, it's very it's all like, relative the stakes are super low but to be honest i only have one kid who can be it is i only have one kid who can do that and he's becoming quite the runner um but his expectations are already like through the roof he's already thinking like he ran 448 last year which is a good the people that run well angry or like determined um, are typically the ones with that are running angry with nothing to lose Oh yeah, but the people who run get pissed off because they're like somebody's in front of them that shouldn't be. That they've already lost yeah. because I, that. I is mean, theirs. I keep coming like, back to like when like you feel like it. it's yours <laughs> right? and you're so, you've done the work, you're entitled to get it, and then you are fall out of place. Your typical headspace then starts like it just becomes absolute panic, and that this it's all being taken from me in this moment. Everything starts moving backwards. Yep. And then you can spend half the race in the mental headspace of like how you're going to react when this is over after you haven't accomplished your goal. So you spend as much time focusing on even in the middle of a race, what you're going to do when this is over and like how upset I'm going to be. And you're not even now focusing on the race. You're focusing on what's going to happen after the race and how upset you're going to be, how you're going to nope. react, how I'm going to, what it's going to be like on the bus ride home. What are people going to think of me? You know, like it. Uh... Yeah. And we lose perspective too, that like you're working that extra hard to get to where you are, but the people who are around you are working just as hard. And on, 
and any given day, it could be their day and maybe just not yours. And it doesn't mean that like they took your spot. Like we all know that there are some days you go out there and run and everything works and you, you just run and you can run fast and you never feel pain. And it's just like, it's just a wonderful run. And then there are some days you go out there and everything well, that, feels like a I job. Think, you know, like, like that's a good point. We talked like, about Jesus Christ uh, sucks. some point sucks, along the 17 episode journey of the Brigadier Bro Bobs that uh, don't judge like the runner who you are. That's right. Isn't your worst day. Like don't make your worst day that your fitness has just gone completely backwards. And it's same is true and applicable to racing. Like one bad race, even if it's your last race of the year, like that is not who you are as a runner when you've had better races throughout the year. So. So if you get hurt, people out there, you get hurt, do the stuff that you can do while you're hurt, meaning doing the, the stuff that you should be doing anyway, making sure you're stretching, making sure you're doing your strength training, doing all the extra stuff, making sure you're eating okay and, and staying hydrated. That way, when it's time for you to get back to it, that stuff is already there. That stuff is already taken care of. Don't forget about that. But then you can really concentrate on the stuff that gets you back out the door and out on the road or out on the trails or whatever, too. So, like, that's just one thing to keep a perspective on is that just because you can't run doesn't mean you can't hmm. gain fitness. Maybe we it's should eat some of this fitness. as we're both sitting around eating <laughs> yeah. eating ice cream. I literally, I pint, so I was just sweating this from right playing this, this stupid <laughs> hip thrust game with the with the exercise ball. And, it, and then I was like, man, I, I'm going to go upstairs. So I go upstairs. I walk past yeah. a, a can of ginger ale. I take a swig of ginger ale and then I, up in my book bag, I had, for some reason, they're already selling Christmas candy. So, and they've got the, uh, the peanut butter cup yeah. Christmas trees, which is like, it's such a good ratio of peanut butter to chocolate. Like it's, it's way better than a, an actual like peanut butter cup. Yeah, it is. The pumpkins, the eggs, yeah, like each of those specialty the pumpkins, ones, like the, 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 the for, ratio uh, of for, for peanut butter Halloween. to chocolate is way better than a peanut butter cup. So, right. And yeah. so I have a but bunch of those in my bag. And I was like, no, oh, I'm never pre, say no a little pre Brigadier Bro Bob fuel, throw in a Christmas tree peanut butter cup, and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus, Brad. Yeah, so we could do better. <laughs> like, I, so I went to the store, I, you know, I, I realized that we were out of bread for Elliot sandwiches and lunch for the week. So I went to the store right before this, like at 645 or so. And um, then I saw Christmas tree cakes. Why? And those things are Why? so uh, good. Well, but guess what? I didn't get, Brad. I wouldn't say that's any better. I didn't get them. I got ice cream instead. Because I'm having <laughs> It's definitely not better so, I ate it all at once. A whole pint. It was delicious. So if we were going to summarize this whole thing. hot chocolate flavor. One. It was good. Give yourself an opportunity to grieve. Two. Look back and understand some level of like what you accomplished through the year. So, you know, like when we've had injuries in this running journey, yeah. your fingers look creepy. We've, when we've had, uh, like, we're not running as fast as we want during this, I think periodically we've reminded each other, well, listen, like, this is still all steps in the correct direction for, for where we want to go. So, like, you don't get to control the pace of what's happening. It's just, yep. just going to happen at its own, own accord. And I've also been more, a lot more cognizant to let myself actually recover. Whereas if it was five years ago with my Achilles issue or my calf issue, I would have been out trying to get my runs in, putting myself in a bigger hole and just being pissed off the entire so, time because it hurt. So, and, and number three, it wasn't working the way I trust should, it the process. Be so, that even if you're not hitting the PRs or the times that you were expecting for the year or yeah. the training paces that you were looking to do you're still making progress. Like there's no way that all that training just goes to waste because you didn't PR. So, and this is all a part of the process and all a part of the journey nope. of getting to where you want to be. Right. And then, so that was three. Number four. 
yeah. I think you still get to control pieces when you're when you're either disappointed, injured, or whatever the case may be. There's still things you can do. So if you and I had any sense of intellect through this or self-discipline, yep. we could say, all right, well, we're not running, so but we're going to maintain like a, a really good diet. I'm not going to put on 15 pounds over the next two weeks eating eating pints of ice cream. You know, I'm going to stay disciplined. I'm going to do all of the rehab that I need, the physical therapy. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that when I come back, I'm stronger. You and I, I think, have resigned ourselves to we're just coming back fatter. Like we're we're starting back at square one, and that's it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Look, I just want to uh, like I want to be there Don't with you. Me, I want us to be like in this together. Blame me. Stay fat. <laughs> I'm blaming you, man. This the only you. person around cheering on you, my man. injury, like. Jesus, I hope Brad's recovery is four weeks because I could use another four weeks of doing nothing. <laughs> yes, how did you know, Brad? How did you know? Uh <laughs> you mean it's a bigger surgery? They had to amputate? Oh, man, that's unfortunate. Yep. I guess I got to right. get Let's myself. Do it. I think this was a good one, right. Jeremy. Let's grieve together, Bradford. Yeah, it was good. Don't don't hey, do what, your Brad? eyebrows at me. Like, like why I wouldn't you, you just lick your <laughs> lips? I mean, geez. <laughs> hey, Brad, you know what? Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, man. Love you, bud. <laughs> See you next week. Woo! <laughs> All right, buddy. Later. <laughs>